0: Today on The Breakdown, from the full-tilt million-dollar cash game, it's Philip Allison Ivy against Alan Khalil Cunningham in a very interesting and cool pot, which leads to a question, which I can't tell you yet because it spoils too much, but it leads to a very interesting poker strategy question, which I'm sure we're going to discuss on the show. We're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. I don't
1: even know what the poker strategy question is. I know. Is. It's going to be exciting for me to discover as well.
0: It I that's what I was hoping for.
1: And here's a little tidbit about this hand. Oh. I think Alan Cunningham is the one who suggested it because the person who suggested it is named Ham 92.
0: Oh boy. So, you know when Alan Cunningham was born, right? 19 1892. No, <laughs> you silly. It's no, uh, 1992 actually is when he was born, and he is often called The Ham.
1: So Ham ninety two,
0: Ham ninety two. It's got to be Alan Cunningham.
1: So Alan Cunningham is currently twenty five years old. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, sure.
1: At the time this game was played, Alan Cunningham was like fifteen, <laughs> maybe twelve. He was 12. a prodigy. Yeah,
0: it was. He, he look.
1: He looks like like a middle aged man for a fifteen year
0: old. He does. He does. He um, you know, he was one of those internet kids. And then in yeah. England, you can play when you're younger. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> sure. I see. Sure. Why not?
1: Okay. Well, thanks, Ham ninety two.
0: Ham ninety two. Whoever you are. Well, we... the, one th- the one thing we do know about Ham ninety two is it was suggested on Twitter by Ham ninety two. And Ham
1: ninety two used a YouTube link when he suggested it because we're not going to go searching for it.
0: We don't do that. No. Also, also
1: there was no timestamp needed, but if there was, he would have. Use a timestamp because right. Alan Cunningham is good at computers, and he's who suggested it.
0: Alan Cunningham certainly would remember to do the timestamp. Yeah. stamp for sure.
1: That's important. Yeah. we're at Two Poker Guys. Number Two Poker Guys. That's, That's right. That's you right. Suggest.
0: So you can suggest things, or just tweet at us in general. Any comments or thoughts? Say what up. We're cool with that.
1: Yeah, we might respond.
0: I mean, sometimes
1: it depends on if I'm, you know, in the middle of something.
0: I mean, if you're in the middle of something, it would be weird for you to respond. Like, pretend you're driving or doing surgery, and you respond. But then Ham ninety two
1: says sup on Twitter.
0: You're like sup.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna definitely respond, even you got, if I'm driving.
0: You gotta respond,
1: even if I'm flying an airplane. It's,
0: I mean, honestly, airplanes basically fly. No, no, like anyway. a little
1: Cessna, like little. Like, oh
0: yeah, no, that's different. Like a
1: seaplane, you land it in the sea or or the lake.
0: <laughs> Don't those things? It doesn't matter how you land because they they they're water. Oh yeah, actually,
1: it's fine. You just go. You just let go. <laughs> that's what you do. Um. Anyway, so I think this might be our one and only Alan Cunningham hand. I think you're right. And is it mean, true? Really? Yeah, I... uh Weird. I think it is. He's. Not, I mean, he was a big deal back in the mid-2000s, I suppose. That was kind of his heyday.
0: We never did like the Alan Cunningham, Jamie Goldhand, where he calls him down with Ace High.
1: No, we never did that. Huh. Nobody's
0: ever suggested that. I'm going to suggest it.
1: Okay. Suggested by Jonathan Levy. Yeah. He did not use a timestamp, so he did not do it.
0: Ah, next time.
1: He crashed his seaplane into a building. But it's okay. Yeah.
0: Because it's a seaplane.
1: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, so Alan Cunningham... I thought maybe he didn't play poker anymore because he, you never see him anywhere yeah. anymore, but I did see him at the series this year. He sure. Was, he was playing all the events. So yeah. Still
0: around, that guy. Still around. Taller than expected. Um, he's very quiet. Nice, nice gentleman, very quiet.
1: His demeanor makes me assume he's short, but will, really he's like
0: 6'6". So here's my quick Alan Cunningham story. I want to hear it. So me and my friend Matt Matros... We're three-time walking.
1: bracelet winner, Matt Majors, your friend? Yes, good three-time friend bracelet
0: winner, Matt Majors, and friend to all the poker stars. He's, like, buddies with all of them because they respect him, uh, <laughs> unlike myself. And of course. Uh, we were walking, We were at the World Series of Poker. We were walking down the huge hall in the Rio where you're going from the WSOP out, you know, to the normal casino. We were walking that way. Alan Cunningham had just won bracelet number six or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah, that guy has, like, six bracelets. That's crazy. Yeah. This was, like, in 2011 or so. He was walking with his then-girlfriend. I don't know if it's now she's his wife or if they're still together. I don't know. And so he had just collected. He just gotten paid, right? And so they gave him, you know, all this money. But he took, like, the loose bits because it was, like, you know, something, something, like, you know, a $170, you know. Right. Like, you know, 100, $185,000, dollars So he took the $117 in chips. And he was sort of walking with them in his hands. You know, they weren't in a rack or anything. And he just saw us, and we stopped and talked to them for a second. And Matt congratulated him on the uh, win, and he had all these five dollar chips in his hand, like a lot, like hundred and fifty dollars worth of five dollar chips. He just put them in Matt's hand and smiled, and then he looked at me. He didn't know me, and he had, gave me all the one dollar chips, <laughs> and he walked away. And, and I was like, I mean, I feel like I'm happy, yeah, but I also feel like I got, I got, I got the short shrift a little bit here. But I was actually, it's like cool, like a free seventeen dollars. Not too bad for this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, that's dinner. Yeah. Matt got like 150. Well, but they knew each other. It was actually very nice of him. But he was just this like super friendly, happy guy. I mean, he had just won, but
1: he comes across really nice on TV.
0: Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've I've run into him a few other times. He's never been anything but just like that.
1: Well, he's a very soft-spoken man. Yes, but he doesn't have a soft-spoken hand.
0: Whoa! In this hand, what? In the full tilt million dollar cash game, Sunday, 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 featuring Phil Ivy, Phil Ivy,
1: Mike. The
0: piece of crap, Mattisow. Alan Khalil Cunningham.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So those are the three players who are going to be involved. That's in correct. Head. Mike Mattisow is going to start the action. It's a 300-600-100 game, $100 anti-cash game. Uh, Mattisow starts the action by not, not giving much action and limping King-Queen offsuit, which is just interesting. I
0: mean, why don't you just, like... Go go take a nap, Mike. What's happening? Here? I don't know what's going on. Come on, man. There's 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 this is a cash game. There's an ante, by the way. There's a hundred dollar ante. It's not like a small ante. The yeah. ante equals the blinds, right? Yeah. There's eighteen hundred dollars in the pot. No interest in just trying to win that outright. No interest in like not defining your hand. Pretty obviously. What are we doing here now? Much later on, because we did a Mike Madison hand very recently. He actually limped under the gun with queens. Yes. And if Mike was doing this back then as well, this is not. This is fine. But I do not believe Mike was doing this back then as well in any kind of a balanced way. Well, how many times since then has he gotten broke? I mean... I mean, a lot. Yeah, so that's indicative. How many, how many you know, moons are there around Saturn, <laughs> Grant? I think it's like nine. It's like 13. Oh, is it 13? I don't know. I'm not an astronomer. No, or an astrologist. I, so my great regret. You need an astrologist right now? I think we always need an astrologist. What sign are you? I'm a
1: Scorpio. A Scorpio?
0: It's okay. my, my moon is rising.
1: Well, hold on a second. I'm coming up with a horoscope. Oh, okay, great. For, for Scorpios, for whatever day it is. I don't know what
0: day this is coming out. Oh, yeah, that's right. But on, th- on this soon. day,
1: whatever day it comes out, this is proving the accuracy of my horoscope. I mean, we're going
0: to know. All right.
1: You will find a pen. It will be blue. You will be excited, but then it will not work. You will be
0: disappointed. Wow. Can I say one you thing? You will sleep oh. sadly.
1: Because the pen...
0: Sleep sadly? Not yes. I will go to sleep sad. I will actually no. sleep sadly. No, you will be like... How will I
1: even know if I sleep sadly? Other people will know because of your incessant weeping. <laughs>
0: so I'll be asleep but still weeping? Yes. But it won't be a dream.
1: No, you'll just be weeping in your sleep. Because of the pen? <laughs> because the pen did not work. I'll say this. You thought I... it was a boon for you this day, <laughs> Jonathan Levy. You thought, today is the day, finally. I am the one who found the pen, finally. It was not Grant who has all of the success... And is a wonderful person.
0: Here's what I, I like. am the one who found the pen, and then the pen did not work. Here's what I like about your horoscope: <laughs> what the specificity. Yeah, I Most know. Most horoscopes are like, you know, you'll find you'll find your bright shining star at some point in the near future, perhaps. You're you're really getting there. The thing you didn't give us was the brand of the pen, which is the only way to really verify if this is true. Oh, it's um, it's a Bic. Yeah, of course, it's a Bic. What else? Can you name any other pen brands? Uh, Mont Blanc. Okay, yes. nicely done. And Thank a much you. nicer pen, by the way, which people would seemingly be happier to find. Which which makes me believe your horoscope more, not less, because it's so counterintuitive. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be like, you're going to find a pile
1: of gold, and it's not going to be real gold. Yeah. Because that's not going to happen. Right. The pen thing is going to be real. The gold is going to be real. The pen thing is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Poker? No we talking about poker? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Madison lives. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Madison <laughs> lives. <laughs> and somehow that's where we end up. <laughs> Uh what, what has happened?
0: Oh, Sorry. astrology and astronomy. That's how we got there.
1: Oh, yeah. The sat- moons of Saturn.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. You got to retrace your steps. You know what this is like? like this is detective. like when we're really just hanging out and not recording. This is how we yeah. talk to each other.
1: I'm figuring out what's going on. It's like an episode of House. You know, you got to like kind of... Everybody lies to you. Big <laughs> deep. <laughs> anyway, so... Manisat limps. He's got King Queen offsuit. Whatever. Do your thing, Mike. Um okay. a- Alan Cunningham in middle position has two red aces. Yeah. This is a good hand to raise. Absolutely. Mike has indicated interest interest in the hand. He's probably not limp folding too often. He's not that bad.
0: Right. Also uh, he's under the gun, so he's got very reasonable range here.
1: Yeah. So Cunningham assume. raises it up pretty big, almost six X, thirty five hundred. I like it. I like in a cash game, especially with a hundred dollar ante. Yeah. The ante should really change sizing.
0: Yeah. In a cash I game. I agree. Especially Siding. this size ante. Yeah. This big ante. So I think that's pretty good sizing. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's okay if he went 5X, but I like, I like more even better. Yeah.
1: Um, and we're all super deep, by the way. We don't have effective stacks. We don't know effective stacks. This video came from the dark ages where I don't think they even had RFID yet. They're using the cameras under the table I mean, still. they don't
0: have anything. They don't even put out the bet sizes when yeah. people bet. We had to, like, listen for them and the dealer saying what the bet size yeah. was. I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal, people.
1: It was back when Alan Cunningham was 15
0: yeah, so it's like 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, so he makes 3500 Phil Ivey. Phil Ivey's in the hand. Allie. He, uh, he's in the small blind, I believe. And he's got two deuces. Deuce of hearts, deuce of clubs, and we're deep. So it's kind of absurd to fold. Yep. Absolutely need to call for the implied odds. Right. Hope Alan Cunningham has the exact hand that he has. Right. And that's what he does. Great. Mattisau overcalls. He's forced into that at this point. Yeah. He could decide to three bet if he has a limp three betting range, but
0: whatever. This is a great hand to just call with. Yeah. Uh,
1: So the pot's $11,600. Heading to the flop. It's Deuce of Diamonds, Nine of Clubs, Six of Spades. So it's a very
0: dry flop, and Phil Ivey hits a set. The key card in this hand is the Six of Spades. Why? (laughs) Nothing. I, I don't know why that would be. Because it doesn't feel like it changes a whole lot. No, it doesn't. six, specifically. But that's why it's key. All right, so... Anyway, so Ivy Flop's a set of deuces. And he decides to donk it.
1: Yeah. He decides to lead out. I'm not sure if this is the type of board he's supposed to do that on.
0: It's a very interesting idea. Here's the reason why I like it. We'll start with that. Okay. This is the kind of board he might be donking other things on, right? It's a nine-high board he called from the small blind. So is he donking one pair of hands? I mean, he probably has to be for this to make any sense. We've right? seen
1: him even far later. And, of course, this is from something like 2008, right? 2005? I don't know. It's old. It's really old. Yeah. Um, so players played differently then. There's like a significant difference in the play from then and now. Sure. But we've even seen as recently as the super high rollerball cash game, Phil Ivey donking two nines on like a seven-seven-four flop in a three-way pot. So mm-hmm. he would donk one pair in multi-way pots some of the time. Yeah. So that that expands his range a little bit. It makes it a little bit better than a uh, player with a tighter donking range doing it on this dry board.
0: Right. I mean, I would think that Ivy's range is something like uh, sometimes top pair, some sets, maybe 9-6 suited. I oh, call from the small blind. He doesn't really have any two pair. He might have 9-6 suited. From the small blind? I don't know. Man. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, it's almost... It's been 6X. He's got yeah. $300 in there. I don't think he's calling 9-6 so suited. So it's there. all the sets... Maybe
1: ace-nine suited. Maybe two tens, two jacks.
0: Maybe other nines as well. He maybe just feels like ace-nine and nine-ten are basically yeah. the same in this case. So, like, nine-ten suited could be in there.
1: Maybe two tens and two jacks are in his range here.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe two tens, two jacks. Um, Seven-eight seven suited. suited. Right. And maybe a gut shot once in a while, too, so we can have some, some Four-five suited, five-six. Yeah, that no, kind five, of thing. Is... Four-five suited, three-four suited. Yeah. That's all I got. And I don't know. that. Obviously, he's not going to play all that range that way. He's not going to dunk all of it. But hopefully, he's going to dunk a balanced version of that. So he's got all those hands in there, give or yeah. take.
1: And he's going to have to have those one pair hands in there to dunk on this board out of the small blind when it's been raised almost 6x. Or else he's completely unbalanced and really, really set heavy.
0: I mean, he probably needs more um, bluffs than he has, honestly. Yeah. Um. So maybe he has some air in there, too. Just complete air. We've seen Ivy do some weird things because... He just sort of knows—he understands game flow better, I think, than almost anybody.
1: Yeah, he might have Aaron there. He might have King-Queen in there. Right. He yeah. might
0: just have King-Queen in and bet and think, like, it's not easy to call on this board. It's just really not easy. Is.
1: He really has to, though. Like, simply because of the dryness of the board, there's only one draw out there, 7-8. I, mean,
0: I mean, let's think about it. Let's say he has King-Queen and, and he donks here. What can Mike call with nines and better, right? If Mike yeah. has two eights, he kind of just has to fall with Allen behind him, right? right? And then now Allen is sitting there. If Allen has an overpair, he's going to call. But it, And Allen at least could consider calling once with two eights, But, but it's not a great spot. He can't really call a second time. Yeah. Maybe he can decide to get crazy in Hero, but it's not a good spot. So it's going to work a lot yeah. with, with, as a bluff. So maybe he does have some air, more air in right. here, too.
1: The reason I wanted to discuss it at a bit more length is, is because of the dryness of the board. Typically, you'll see in multiway pots when a good player leads a strong hand, it's a, it's a board that they can also have a lot of draws on, a lot of combo draw type hands on, like a jack-10-8, two-diamond board. You know, mm-hmm. that type of board. But this is a much drier board than that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the other side of, you know, leading there is on a, a wet board is you're going to get more calls, right? Because yes. it's wet. Both because they assign you more draws and also they themselves have more draws. Right. So on a dry board like this, um, if you're going to lead power sometimes, like he is, I like that lead power. You're going to lead power. You know, lead strong.
1: That seems like a, Donk strong. the next thing that Ford is going to call their, like, engine enhancement in their trucks. Yeah.
0: Lead power, I like yeah. it. Um then you then you probably have to have some absolute air in there too. I will say during the World Series of poker this summer, I donked strong a fair amount and it was crazy successful against reasonably good players. Like they don't really know what to do with that. Well like it throws them off because they don't you're not they, in their mind you're not really supposed to donk. So they just don't know what to do.
1: Here's a counterpoint to Ivy donking oh, being good. good here, something that might make it not so good. And it comes from your point about Mattis I was is gonna fold two eights. Yeah. Cunningham's in a bad spot with most hands that he has here. Absolutely. So, what are we hoping happens when we dunk? We're hoping Cunningham has an overpair, I guess. Yes. But why not just let him bet that, and then we can check raise and get more money in the pot on the flop?
0: Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. This is the only reason why this would be good is if we're we have to be bluffing a lot on this kind of a board now, that we're just like yeah. working to put some powerful hands in there too.
1: Because we we have to be bluffing enough that Cunningham's going to call with like two threes sometimes.
0: Yeah, something like that. Anyway, the hands that he wouldn't bet for us on Mm -hmm. the flop, Ace King. Yeah, he might check back. He's probably gonna check back. Yeah. Okay. So like, we have to get calls out of Ace King,
1: which he might just fold. How much did we bet as Ivy? Five K. It's a smallish bet into eleven six.
0: So we might get a call once from Ace King.
1: We might, but I mean the thing is like. I think this plays better as a check raise or a check call.
0: I don't disagree with you. Um, the only reason to, to donk here is for balance. Yeah. And so you probably aren't donking all of your sets, but you have to donk some of them sometimes if you're donking other things. That's all.
1: Bottom set's a good one to pick, I guess, if you're going to do that because you don't block the, the higher pairs. Okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah,
0: sure. The, I mean, you could argue top set's pretty good, too, because then you don't block bottom and middle set, and you actually could, those are hands that can get it in with you.
1: But you can get it in with those if you check it No matter it what you
0: do. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a great point. So who cares?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I love it, just because Alan's yeah. going to bet his overpairs, and he's going to be in a tough spot if we check-raise and probably call at least once. We could check-call also, you know, and, like, a bet's going in if Allen has a hand that he can call with easily.
0: I mean, this come. This is the big strategy question that I wanted. That I thought this was all going to lead to, which is how do you get paid off when you flop a set against a good player? Not ah. against, against the bad players, it's easy. A bad player with aces here is going to absolutely pay us off no matter how we play this, right? right? They might raise the flop after we bet, but a good player like Alan Cunningham knows not to do stuff like that, right? So, like, how do you like? You have to get three streets to be able to make it um, probably worth even calling pre-flop, you know? And we'll we'll see how the math plays out on this. Um, if, if Ivy, you know, if it like is going to pay off in terms of the investment. Right. But like, if Alan is, if we're not going to be able to get true value when we flop a set, then we shouldn't be calling from the small blind with, with the small pocket pair, even though it feels like automatic. Well, that's interesting. I mean, there is Mike Madison on the hand too. Maybe we think, well, he's terrible. So it doesn't matter, but he doesn't have aces or Kings. Right. I mean, almost ever. I guess he might be limpery raising with those, but that isn't great for us either.
1: It, of Cunningham's true range, Cunningham has the one pip worse hand than a set of deuces here, so that's the one we have to be sure we can get value from.
0: It's not really one pip worse. Oh, it's true range. Fair yeah. enough. Yes, you're right. Because he doesn't have 9-6 suited right. almost ever. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, right. We have to be able to get max value from that hand. Otherwise, we're doing it wrong. Right. Or maybe. And the question is, is it possible to do it right against a player like Alan Cunningham? Because yeah, that's I'll, a good question. Like, so, so we can't let him sniff out what's going on. So a check raise is interesting... But then we have to have a lot of bluffs in our check-raising range there. Otherwise, he might find folds because he's Alan Cunningham. I mean, it might, it might play well as a check call. Right. But it's so, sooner or later, we're going to have to show our strength. Yeah. And are we going to be able to get paid when we do? This well, is a real problem.
1: Okay. I don't know. I think, I think I prefer checking here as Ivy.
0: I agree with you because of the, the nature of the board. Yes. I feel like if it was an ace-high board or a king-high board or something like that, I sort of like a bet a little bit better. Even yeah. though we're still repping the same kind of range, or or a more wet board, oh right, a wetter board. We can have the draw. Yeah, that's a, a yeah. nine
1: seven five two heart board. You know, something like that. We have yeah a set yeah, yeah. We
0: could have we could have um, ten eight. We can have whatever the heart draw. We could have two overs the, with hearts. We could stuff. have just yeah. the ace of hearts. Start
1: to tell a story. That type of thing.
0: Yeah. So then we could donk it, or we could check raise it, and you can see how we can get value from yeah. it. Much more so because can Allen really fold on that board if we check raise him? Right. I don't think he can.
1: Against good players, it's harder to get value, as you're saying. It's harder to get value with sets on a dry board because, like, what are they? Ha- what do they have as bluffs when they put in that extreme aggression? You right. know, It's hard to figure out reasonable bluffs. Right.
0: Yeah. And so, like, the concern is: Is Alan Cunningham going to be able to sniff this out and not pay us off, or not? You know what well, I mean? Well, he
1: I- folds on the flop. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> that is not what happens. That is not. Well, we've seen Johnny Chan like snap fold aces on flops, and, or like like check back aces on flop, turn, and then snap fold the river. And the guy who flopped a set gets nothing out of him. And it just means like, wow, if like I can't get value when I flop a set, I shouldn't be trying to flop sets. Even though it seems like that's what you're supposed to be doing, it isn't against certain players. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have a on our poker coaching questionnaire, we have a question that confounds everybody. I'm not going to give you the answer. Mm. But um, essentially the nature of it is there's a bad player and you have a hand that can flop a set. And the key in the question is there's a bad player, right? And Bec- mm-hmm. that's to your point, like, it's really hard to get 200 blinds in against a one pair hand unless it's a really bad player. Yeah, you know, so that's not the case of, with Alan Cunningham, which is a problem for Phil Ivey here.
0: Yeah, so so this is the thing, which maybe this is one of the reasons why Phil Ivey donks, is he's afraid if he check raises on this dry up board, he might just lose him. Maybe in his mind, he's played with Alan too much, and he just doesn't know a line where he can get paid unless he donks right away. I don't know. And this is a, by the way, this is assuming Phil believes Alan even has an overpair in the first place. Right. Because sometimes we're going to do this, and it's just going to all, you know, everyone's going to fold, and we're going to win a small pot that usually if we check, like, even if it checks through, then someone's going to have a chance to catch up a little bit on the turn.
1: Well, I'm going to take a line from Joe Stapleton and say, when the pros do it, we say it's for balance. Yeah. And that's what we're going to say here for Phil. He's doing it
0: for balance. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sure. Let's go with that. That actually does make sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, it does. It does. Right. Obviously, he's going to check a set sometimes as well.
1: Yeah. Mattis folds. As he kind of
0: has now to. Now it's on Ham 92. Yep. What should Ham 92 <laughs> do? I mean, I think a lot of bad players would raise, but I think it's absurd to raise it's here. It's a bad ra I mean, if if Ivy has
1: the part of his range that's a one-pair hand, he might call once. Maybe once. But we're not going to get any f- extra value unless really bad cards come off for his hand by raising now. Yeah. It's more likely that we're going to get it. In a lot of money against a better hand than ours or we get three bet by seven eight and have to fold
0: right it's all like it seems so clear like we're in position we call yeah we've got one pair we call yep if he checks to us on later streets we can bet if we want but like we're raising is a bad idea here
1: yeah essentially if i'm in this spot and i call not necessarily against phil ivy but against somebody who i think is not a complete moron and Mm -hmm. they're not going to be on this dry board i'm calling unhappily Thinking, please just don't put a 5 or a 10 out there because then I can't beat any of his range.
0: A 5 or a 10? What's the board?
1: Uh, it's 9-6. Yeah, deuce yeah nine, right, six. right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Cunningham does call, and that seems like the only reasonable decision. Agreed. Again, Cunningham has two aces, ace of hearts, ace of diamonds, and Ivy's got two deuces, deuce of hearts, deuce of clubs, deuce, 6, 9 flop, Ivy's Donked 5K Cunningham is called the Pots 21,600. We're going to go to the turn, but first...
0: We've got to talk about another place where the Pots are 21,600.
1: Of some unit or another.
0: Sometimes. Actually, it's always millibits. Um, nitrogen Sports Poker Room. What? Yes. I didn't think you were going to say that. You didn't? I thought you were going to say something Do you know what different. they say about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, Jonathan? Um, It's the land of the free and the home of the no, brave. No, it's where
1: you find your dreams, Jonathan. You find your lost dreams. You find your lost dreams that
0: you lost as a child. Sometimes they're good dreams. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. No promises. Read the fine print. <laughs> I mean, that just, that's just the gamble of that life, said, people. You can play online
1: poker with the Poker Guys on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, which is a Bitcoin-only poker site. The way you play with the Poker Guys is by using the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up, or else you won't even have access to the special Poker Guys-only tournaments.
0: It's pretty cool. There's no fees, of course, for signing up or anything like that. You get to do it for free. And if you want to play, you just put some Bitcoin on there, which is not hard to do. We've even made a video about how to do it. If you ever want to look that up, you can do that. Um, There's many other videos as well on the internet about that, so it wouldn't be hard to figure out. Um, But the best thing about it, in our opinion, besides that they're good people and the software is pretty good and all that stuff, is... The money flies, buddy, it flies.
1: And but that's very unclear. But by that you mean <laughs> you mean that the money comes out of the nitrogen account and into your bitcoin account
0: very quickly. That actually isn't what I meant, but thanks for trying to clarify. I meant the money comes from goes from your wallet into your Nitrogen account super fast. But it does not, both that, grants. That's not the exciting part. The exciting part is withdrawing. Both are awesome. And if you want to play, you don't want to like be not able. Like how many times I ask you out there audience? Have you tried to put money on a poker site and then Bovada or whoever says, "Ah, eh, your credit card's rejected, sorry," and you Ham can't play? ninety two knows
1: all about that. I mean, this is a thing.
0: This yeah. is a real thing. So both sides is awesome. It's better to get your money out. I agree, but it's yeah. great to get your money on.
1: Yeah, and we're talking five to twenty minutes. That's the speed of Bitcoin. There's, In any amount. There's, yeah, it could be. 30 Bitcoin.
0: Right, which is, you know, like $120,000, yeah. actually more now. Yeah. As of this recording. As it of this recording. Who lot. knows? <laughs> changes a lot.
1: Yeah, but get on Nitrogen, use the link, play with the poker guys, get you some Bitcoin, get you some poker. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. All right. Find your dreams. Um, so <laughs> we got the Deuce 6-9 rainbow board that Ivy has dunked with the set of Deuces. Cunningham is called, of course, with the Aces. Pots $21,600. Yes. Um, the turn is the four of hearts. Okay. This shouldn't really change anything unless Ivy donk three-five.
0: Right, which while he could have, okay, whatever. I mean, like, fine. Maybe Ivy could donk pocket fours once in a while, too, I guess. But, that like, seems, whatever. Those are not... Seems way worse than three-five for a donk. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, um, fine, like, whatever. We can't worry about that. Like, if he, he either already has this or we should still be ahead almost always.
1: Okay, so... Phil is going to start to try to answer the question, how do I get max value from a good player with a set? Yeah. Um, his answer is, I'm going to size it up a little bit, make him pay a bit more to see the river. And mm-hmm. that's one way to to start that. You yeah. know, The more you bet, the more you win. Sometimes. That's the way it goes. Sometimes. It's the more potential, I suppose. Okay. So Ivy bets 15K into a pot of 21,600. Is there an argument for checking now, having donked the flop?
0: I think we should continue. We got called once. Allen has something. If Allen's got a hand, which is good, he's going to call. If Allen has ace-king, he's just going to check it back anyway. He's not going to bet.
1: All right, here's a question. Yeah. Would Ivy continue with 9-10 suited now? I don't know. Would Ivy continue with 7-8 suited now?
0: Possibly, yes.
1: Okay. 9-10 suited seems like a candidate to check. You could check. You could bet with 9-10 suited. Um, Would you bet if- this big with 9-10 suited? What's the point?
0: Um. You're going to fold out two eights. You are going to fold out two eight. It doesn't seem like a great idea to bet this big with nine ten suited, but I don't know what Ivy's doing with his donking exactly, no. so it's a little hard for me to to feel like I can say this with a lot of strength. Um, if we're certainly if we're not betting nine ten suited, we're not betting ace nine suited because I think they're the same. Yes, from Ivy's are. point of against view, against right?
1: Cunningham's range, they're right. essentially
0: the same. So I think it's a. I think I agree. This is a a perfect hand to check a nine. Yes, if we decided to donk the flop, because now we don't know where we are in the hand. Uh, Alan called once. We could bet to sort of deny equity against the ace kings of the world and try and take it down. But I don't think that's a good idea over the long haul. Like, I think we lose money on that play because when Alan has his beat, he's probably not going to fold. No. If he has two tens, he's probably not going to fold on the turn, right? Probably not. It seems like it would be a mistake right? a lot of the time to fold there.
1: But then we get in one of these loops, right? Like, shouldn't Allen fold two tens if Ivy's not going to bet nine ten unless Ivy's continuing with random bluffs?
0: But you could keep going with that forever, right? Because if if he if he's should bet, if he should fold two tens, then Ivy should be betting all his nines. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is that leveling thing, which you know will go forever. Yeah. And mostly, I and think we, we have refuse to, to entertain it. I think mostly we shouldn't go so crazy with the leveling yeah. stuff. I agree. Leveling is overrated by a lot. There's some. There's something there. Yeah. But it's way overrated.
1: Of course. Um. But So the problem now, as Ivy, when we have a set in mm-hmm. this spot is that we're probably not betting a lone nine now. Right. So this heavily diminishes our value side. Yes. Um, and then it's... I mean, I guess we can keep betting king-queen or something like that. We kind of have to if we get...
0: We could give up. We could give up. It's fine to give up here. Yeah. So we probably need to have a little bit of... Um, Bluffs and some strong value, and mostly we can give up or check our one pair of hands. So we could like continue with eight nine. We continue with sets. You mean seven eight? Sorry, seven eight. Yeah. Yes, and sets.
1: So we're heavily set weighted then, because we have nine sets and we have four seven eights. But we're
0: not betting all our sets on the flop for sure, and we may be betting most of our seven eights on the flop. So
1: okay, so if we bet, we can try three, get it, can three get it of cool. our seven eights and only a bottom set, then we have equal.
0: Right, and I don't know if it needs to be exactly equal anyway, because we're yeah. betting three-quarters of the pot right. anyway. But yeah, so some, somewhere, something like that.
1: Okay. So I guess as Cunningham, that's mostly what we're going to be putting Ivy on now, is a set or
0: 7-8? I mean, that's the only things that really make sense. Maybe we think Ivy can have 10s and jacks, because Ivy would probably continue. If he had two jacks, he very well might continue. Yeah, he might. I don't know if he's going to show up with jacks very often or 10s, but he could, and he could be betting those for value. He could, but he's
1: probably going to check the river if he gets called again, right? Um, or bet small, like a blocker. Yeah, bet probably.
0: Thing. I think that's one of those, like, we'll worry about it when we get there things. Because it depends on what the river is so much. If the nine pairs, he's probably going to check the river with two tens. If yeah. a, an ace comes, he's probably going to check the river with two tens. If a four comes again, I don't know. Maybe he'll bet for value. To try to get called by? Ace nine suited.
1: Okay. We can hope,
0: I guess. Yeah. Two eights. There's not much. No.
1: There is not. Um. Okay. Well, Ivy does bet 15K. And this is starting to get a bit scary for Alan Cunningham because of the range we just laid out for Ivy. It's not great. He's going to have a lot of give-ups. He just bet pretty big. I guess we go back to that mindset that I mentioned earlier. Like, well, I kind of feel like I have to call because I have such a high distribution part of my range. Mm -hmm. I hope a 5 or a 10 doesn't come because then I lose to everything reasonable. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And that's what Cunningham does. He calls. And you can't fault him for that.
0: I don't fault him for that. Although it definitely is getting scary, right? It's not, it's not a great situation when, when people keep donking into you, especially on the turn, after they donked once and got called, yeah. and they bet again. They're saying, yeah, I hope you have a good hand. Yeah. It feels like that's what they're saying, right? Doesn't, right? It's not always that. It could be, please fold. But a lot of times it's, I hope you have a good hand.
1: Yes, absolutely. So the pot is getting big now. It's 51,600 heading to the yeah. river. We got Ivy with a set of deuces on a deuce 9-6 rainbow board. The turn was the four of hearts, which makes a complete rainbow. That's beautiful. You can find those on Nitrogen, too. Of course you can. Find find your lost dreams, including the one with the complete rainbow in it. Well said. It was a lovely, lovely dream. But anyway. There's also the clown dream, though. That's the bad one. (laughs) Um, 51,600 in the pot. The river is the ten of spades. So, most notably, that's one of those, well, now I can't beat anything cards for Alan Cunningham.
0: Uh, I mean... If somehow Phil had 10-9 and decided about the turn, he's beating us. But much more importantly, seven, the straight comes there. in. The straight comes in and makes the nuts. And right. ugh, it doesn't seem like a good good spot.
1: And Phil Ivey, of course, is sitting there thinking, I really hope Allen didn't just make a set of 10s.
0: Right. He could have a set of 10s. He could actually have 7-8 suited. He could. But mostly he doesn't have those things.
1: Mostly not. I agree. Um, and Ivey has decided, okay, the way to get value out of a good player is to keep betting. Right. And that's what Ivy does. Right. He bets 35000 into 51600 I want to ask a quick question before, yeah, before we get into this. What do you think happens if Ivy checks?
0: This is what I've been wondering about the whole yeah. time. So how do you get value out of a good player when you've got a big hand and they have the initiative and they have position? What is Is Allen betting his overpairs on the river if we check? That's the question we have to answer as Ivy. I've... Alan Cunningham having aces exactly
1: probably bets the river if we check, right? I mean, you'd think if Ivy found a bet with 9-10 on the turn, he's going to try to get value on the river by yes. betting it.
0: Yes, if he had 7-8, he's probably going to bet it, right? Yeah. Probably. Um, if he had a set, you'd assume he's probably going to bet it. This is where we get into leveling again, of course. I know. But the, pr- the question becomes, from Phil Ivy's point of view, is are we about to put ourselves in a game theory disaster spot? Is that possibly happening? We could hope Alan Cunningham himself has nine ten suited. I guess that'd be cool because now he's going to have to call. Yeah. Um, but besides, which he's going to bet anyway, though. If we. But check. if
1: Alan, if Alan Cunningham's going to fold aces here, this is it's trouble.
0: It's a big problem, right? Because yeah. then we're sort of like you're talking about the next pip up kind of a yeah. thing. And if he's and if he's not going to fold a set of tens, which he isn't. Of course he's not. Like, and I I think he's probably going to find a call with nine ten, even though we would beat that. Right. But okay. Cool. We found one hand. That's not good enough. No. Um, there's just not a lot. There also would be nine ten suited, so there's like two combos of it. It's just not. This is a real problem, and I think. I don't know if there's even
1: two combos of it, because he decided to make it 6X pre-flop over Mike Mattis House under the gun limp. Yeah,
0: maybe there's maybe there's no combos of it. Yeah. Maybe. But let, even if we decide he's loosey-goosey and he did it with two combos, Which, so what? Which uh, Alan Cunningham is not. But let's just pretend for okay. a second. Even, if we, even so, it's two combos. It doesn't matter. It's just not very much. Find that dream where Alan Cunningham's loosey-goosey. <laughs> okay, it's that nitrogen sports poker my yeah. friend um so so yeah i think but so if ivy checks cunningham's gonna sit there and think huh ivy has what now ivy has two jacks and is checking ivy has ace 10 and was bluffing ivy hit a 10 but was bluffing and hit a 10 not or, impossible or ivy has jack nine suited and is bet the yeah. turn because he decided to and yeah. now doesn't know what to do um I would be concerned about getting value out of Jack-9 students since we went call-call as Allen and the 10 comes in. But we might bet anyway, hoping that Ivy was bluffing with a 10 and now it feels he has enough showdown value that he can check call. All right. Next question. He could have 10-8 or something. He like have could. a gut shot and like fire yeah. twice and, and make top pair and decide yeah, to check. Yeah, that's possible. That's reasonable. So There's I think I think we probably have to bet as Alan if, if we get checked, too.
1: I think so. Um, I want to ask this question, too. Okay. If Ivy had jacks or queens, yeah. would he
0: check them or bet them on the river? I mean, that's a really good question. When the 10 comes, it's kind of a bad card for a bunch of reasons, right? Now 10's got there. The only th- the only ways that improves Allen is to really hurt us, right? Yes. Like Allen doesn't have ace 10. Nope. Allen doesn't have any just blank bare 10. Nope. So he either has a hand that beats us when that 10 comes, or it doesn't matter. Yep. So that sort of sucks. It doesn't, like, we don't, that doesn't, it doesn't add value when, when we hit the 10. And it's not a complete break because Allen absolutely can have 10s. At the same point, we can bet fold pretty comfortably. And if we believe Allen's going to bet kings and aces, then maybe we should be betting our queens and jacks. I don't know.
1: What worse hands are calling us?
0: That's a real problem. It's hard to call. If we have queens, jacks can call us. Yeah. That's we- it.
1: Whoop-dee-doo. Okay. Yeah. Give us jacks for a second. What
0: worse hands are calling us? It's really hard to call with anything. Alan has to hero with ace-nine. Eights are gone on the turn. Even if they're not, I mean, are they going to call the river no. again? When no. the ten comes in? I think we probably check with all of our one pair of hands here as yeah. Ivy. Including, by the way, how often do we really have jacks or queens anyway based on the pre-flop action? He's just going to flat with those from the small blind. When Mike's limping under the gun, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. But let's say that's the case. We're still checking those on the river when the 10 comes in. Absolutely. 7-8 gets there. It's too strong. It's too strong to bet. Our hand is good, but the board is not great. So this is a big
1: problem for Phil, yeah. what we've come to here. Now we're saying Phil has a random bluff or he has a two-pair-plus hand. Yeah. And that's not good against Allen's range. Right, because it's really hard to have a random bluff. Phil Ivy just decided I have king queen of spades. I'm going bet 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 for no reason. Right, like that's rare.
0: I mean, when Alan calls the turn, it looks like he's got ace nine plus. Yeah, right. So those are not hands you usually try and target to fold. Now Ivy does stuff like that. In fairness, yes, he does. But I mean, I feel like we bet thirty five thousand on the river. You're Alan Cunningham. Let's jump into his head for a second because Ivy bets thirty five k. Yep. What can we beat? Nothing. We can beat nothing.
1: Because the 10 came in,
0: 7 8 suited, got there. 10s got there. It makes sense that Ivy would play sets like this. Yep. So 9 10 if somehow he has it, got there. He's unlikely to be betting Jacks and Queens, even if he is. Somehow has those pre flop and then bet them all the way, and, and we decide to throw our hand away. I think that's a profitable play, even if you th- include Jackson and Queens in that range. Phil it's Ivy still profitable. Is way too good to bet Jacks on this river. I agree. It's a horrible bet. I agree. I think Queens is probably a bad. Yeah. Bet. So, like, because we're targeting exactly Jacks only. Yeah. Or you know that doesn't make any sense. No, it's not a good idea. So, so I don't think we can call as Allen. No. Ivy just went bet, 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 and he's not a bad player. So he's not taking a nine and betting it three times. I think this is a bad play by Phil Ivy. Me too. The question is, how does—so this goes back to the the big strategy question, which I teased at the beginning. We talked about a little bit in the middle, right? Yeah. So what's the better line? Is it bet, bet, check? Bet, bet, check, call? Bet, bet, check
1: is clearly a better line than this line.
0: Based on this board. I agree. But is that the optimal line is the question. Right. Is check better than bet on the flop? Yeah. That's a great question. I I think it is. I I already thought it was. Maybe Ivy's so concerned that it's just going to check through on that board. That he wants to bet once to make sure that the board starts, the pot starts to get built. Of course, the problem with that is if we're afraid it's going to check through, then often, you know, we may not be able to get value anyway. No, if it's going to check
1: through. It's because Alan doesn't
0: have a hand to continue. But with. Mike, Mike could have a hand to continue. He with. could, he could. I don't know. I mean, when you flop a set, you want to make sure you really get paid. It costs Phil what thirty-two hundred dollars to see a flop. How much money did he make in this hand? Because Alan, by the way, folds. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, this, fold, this is a good fold. This is a good fold, but it's but it's sort of a straightforward fold. Yeah, thing, it is. Since we can beat nothing. I think the ten coming in really hurts Ivy's cause. Of here. course, if it, if the um the six pairs, yeah, Ivy bets. I think Alan Cunningham probably has to call. He probably does. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, in that way, right? Like, like there's there's aren't that many bets. Ba- a nine coming in, maybe Alan can fold. Yeah. And a ten or a five, and that's probably it. Yeah. And everything else, Alan's going to call. Probably. So it's a little bit unlucky for Phil here. Maybe Phil just believes if he checks, Alan's going to check it right back because the 10 is such a bad card. It's possible. Like a Jack is a way better card for Alan that he might bet. But at 10, he may just wrap the table. It's like, you can have the nuts, Phil. I know you can have the nuts. Is this a maybe. sizing
1: mistake by Ivy then? Maybe he can bet, but it
0: should be smaller? Maybe. Maybe, maybe Phil just sizes up his bluffs like this though right here. So yeah. he feels like he's got to be balanced. I think a check has to be better than a bet here. It seems like it to me too.
1: Because Alan, I mean, like we were talking about, we had a big long discussion of should Alan bet if Ivy checks and we we're kind of like, yeah, he probably should. Yeah. You know? So right.
0: I think we need to check call us. Yeah. So we can't. Like, I, uh, yeah. Right. There's no point in raising. We're definitely going to blow aces off Yeah, the hand. Almost always, unless he finds a crazy Superman hero call. Right. For no reason. Because seven, eight's going to call instantly. Tens are going to call instantly. Um, whatever. If I, if somehow he's slow playing um, two nines or two sixes, obviously those are going to call instantly too. Right.
1: Is this a bet-fold spot for Ivy, by the way, once he does bet? Yeah. When he makes a 35K? It is. Even if Cunningham makes it, like, 70K?
0: Ugh. <laughs> Min-race. I mean, against Alan Cunningham specifically, unless we have any sense that he makes has all these bluffs in him, I think it is a bet-fold, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. But we, but like, we don't believe Alan's going to turn Ace-King into a bluff almost ever. So. No, and
1: he's never going to call the turn
0: with Ace-King right. anyway. So it's just like... There aren't very many bluffs for him to show up with. I don't think it's a problem. He has to turn one pair into a bluff for no good reason.
1: I think this all starts with this board just being too dry to be a donking board with a set. Mm. Maybe you're right. We should be checking the flop. Maybe you're right. We can choose to check raise or check call. Check calling probably better. Eventually, we're going to have to put in an aggressive action.
0: I mean, look. This could be part of a greater strategy, which, which is bigger than just this hand, right? Yeah. Which is like, I'm donking on boards like this in these kinds of spots. And whether I have it or not, and then I'm going to keep betting and put pressure on. So I, I have to have it sometimes, too, where I really have it. And I just keep because, like, I'm Phil Ivey and I've decided I'm doing this. And so that means I'm going bet, bet, bet a lot on yeah. this board. So that means I have to do it with my set, too. I can't check the set. I just have to bet it, even though I don't know what Alan can really call me with. It's possible something like that's going yeah, on.
1: Yeah, that's possible. But
0: that's all I got, because right. otherwise this seems like we're not really maximizing our, our return here. How big is the pot when Phil Ivey bets? 51600 and he bet fifteen K on the turn. Yep. And like six on the flop. Five. Like that. Five, on Five the flop. Okay, so he bets twenty, like twenty thousand. He put in twenty three thousand and there's fifty thousand in the pot. Yeah. So he makes like twenty seven thousand and he put in thirty two hundred. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. To flop a set with. I mean, some people might say incorrectly by the way like well you flop a set one every seven and a half times so you're getting that's better than that price but we have to flop a set and win right not just flop a set and sometimes we lose even when we flop a set especially with deuces we flop the worst set people can make straights and flushes and better sets and things like that so better full houses whatever so yeah we need we need to make more money than eight to one or whatever it is you know eight and a half to one whatever we ended up getting here need to make like 12 to 15 to one when our opponent has aces specifically yeah like this is this is the sop- spot we were hoping for if we can only make eight to one in this spot we're in, something's wrong yeah but this is the problem with good players they're like, hard to play against they're hard to money from like the speculative hands don't work as well as we want them to yeah. It sucks. Like, it feels so automatic to call on that spot. And it and by the way, again, with Mike limping in the under the gun, maybe it's okay. Because Mike's in the hand. And right. Maybe Mike will flop something and pay us off because he's not as good as Alan. Right? Yeah. But I don't know. This would work much better for Phil if Phil was on the button and he had two deuces. And if somehow everyone checked to him, I don't know that Alan would. But let's say Alan decided to play his aces weird and check. Okay. If Ivy goes bet, bet, bet when he's on the button... After everyone checks to him, Alan's going to go call, call, call almost always, right? Because Ivy doesn't have to have—like, the flop donk is—sorry, the flop donk is much stronger than check two on the button. Yes, absolutely it is. I mean, on the river, it's still not a great spot for Alan at all. It's a terrible spot, but it's not as bad. So in the end, we, uh, we think Ivy
1: should at least not be betting the river. Yeah. However, the question still looms, how do you get value from a good player when you flop a set? Because it's tough. Uh, like, it's not like Ivy did something horrible. We just no. ended up not liking it.
0: I mean, it's only because Alan's so good that he can yeah. see the board, see the 10, and think, this is like, I'm just dead to everything. Like, forget this. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this, if you decide to go donk, donk, and you don't have this greater strategy of, well, I'm I'm just going to triple barrel a lot from this spot, so I have to do it with my sets also, um, then, yeah, I think I agree it's a check. Let Alan bet his over pairs, some of his over pairs at least, some of the time. By the way, that also protects your checking range when you have one pair here. Yes. Which isn't so bad. Yeah. Um, everyone will see. Even if it goes check, check, everyone like, oh, my God, Phil had a set. You know? Yeah. Oh, I can't just bet, you know, top pair when he, or try and bluff him off one pair on the river when he bets twice, you know? Like, because he can have a set sometimes. So that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of metagame stuff potentially going on here. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. without that, I think this is this is not good enough, this line.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: Weird. Yeah, I usually agree. I love donking sets. I mean, to me, that's like so cool. It's
1: it's way better on wet boards.
0: Way better on wet boards and way better against worse players. Yes. Because, you know, you can do it on a, on a dry board against a bad player. It's going to work great. That's true. Great. Because, yeah, a bad player will say, well, what
1: can you have? But a good player will say, well, what can you have that's not really strong value? Right.
0: Right. And the good player knows you're not doing it with, like, middle pair or something like yeah. that. Especially after they, you call once. They call once and you bet again. They just know you're not doing that. Because right. you're not because that's crazy. That's suicidal.
1: Well, Alan Cunningham just played the hand perfectly. That also
0: yeah, he sucks played it. for Phil. Yeah. I mean, that's right. Madison might have found a call. Yeah, all we know, right? Yeah. A lot of knows? other players maybe finds a call because you just think like, uh, top of my range, top of my distribution, which is stuff I normally think about, right? right which is of course. reasonable. But if you can't beat anything, maybe it doesn't matter. It probably doesn't. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, it sucks for Phil. He didn't get the value.
0: Nope, did not get the value. Maybe next juices. time, Phil, someday you'll win. Maybe throw away those juices next time, Phil, if you if you can't get value out of I it. mean, I don't know about that. Consider <laughs> it. Seems crazy. <laughs> all right, we're done. i sunlight, all right. and all I need is one mic. You're not going to show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, you am bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home. And